Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome, and thank you for joining us today. We're excited about our program today, and uh, we hope that the next 30 minutes you'll be able to spend time with us learning more about uh, this topic, which is Adoption Assistance Program. It's uh, AAP, which is um, Assistance for Adoptive Parents, and um, we've got an attorney with us today, Attorney uh, Jim Handy and uh, in California that he is going to go ahead and uh, give us some information on this program too. So before we start, I'd like to remind you too to sign up for our free email newsletter. Um, we'll send it to you worldwide. We'll email you every week with topics that we're going to be having on the show and information on how you can also buy a CD or download uh, information regarding our program. So that's important. You can email me also at info at letstalkadoption.com. We also have a calendar on our site. So if you have an event coming up that's uh, relating to adoption, you can send your event over to us and we'll be happy to put that up on the uh, site also. Today, our um, topic again is everything you've ever wanted to know about Adoption Assistance Program, the AAP program. And again, my guest is uh, attorney, adoption attorney, Jim Handy. He's also an adoptive father of a wonderful little girl that's growing up very fast. Jim, welcome to the show. Hi, Marty. It's nice to be here again. Well, we're so excited. You know, I want to make sure that we uh, give out your website and information. You have Little Angels Adoptions, and um, you've been, how many years have you been practicing law now? Well, 10. 10 years. Wow. Um, you know, you're adopted dad, and uh, Savannah is your wonderful daughter, and, um, you know, we, we're so pleased. I met you many, many years ago, and we, we helped with that adoption, and and uh, it's been exciting. You are now practicing uh, in California, but you do adoptions in 43 states, right? Yes, I have, and actually it's, it's now 45. Wow, that's great. So, so I've got a couple, a couple more to go. Okay, so you've got a few more before you hit the 50, huh? That's right. <laughs> Well, listen, I, I have a lot of questions here. Some have come in from, from listeners, and um, I know you have a lot of information that you've just received regarding um, the Adoption Assistance Program, AAP. First off, let's explain to some listeners that may not be familiar with AAP what it is. Okay, well, the purpose of the Adoption Assistance pro, uh, uh, Program is to provide funding from different government sources, both federal, state, and county, uh, to encourage adoptions of domestic as children here in the United States, special needs children. Mm-hmm. And special needs is really big. We're going to get into what that is, but okay. So they're basically talking about special needs. Now, are these only children out of the foster care system, or, or we're going to talk about that, but as far as it's not just foster care anymore, it, children can be in foster care, or they can also be from a, um, a private placement, right? Correct, and it's important to understand that special needs, and you just just touched on it, does is not strictly um, children that may have some type of physical or mental disability. So um, this is these are children that come out of the dependency or the foster care system, mm-hmm. and other children that are um, that are being uh, placed in adoptive through a private adoption. Mm-hmm. Private adoption. And also, if a child is prenatally um, exposed to drugs. Well, yes. Now, the, the important thing to, to remember is when we, when, since we're starting on this, is um, I practice in California, so I can give the um, information for California families. However, it is, it is um, 
fairly uniform throughout the United States. There might be a few nuances from state to state because each state is going to have their own determination as to what is a special needs child. And mm-hmm. I think if we, if we, um, we could also uh, rename special needs children into hard to place children. Mm-hmm. So it can be younger, older, newborn, uh, medically fragile, um, a child that is just displaced, uh, that maybe a large sibling group also would, you know, with perfectly, um, quote-unquote, healthy children, um, would also qualify under that um, umbrella. Yes, and, and I think, if again, if we, if we were to expand our, uh, what, we, what these children, who, or who these children are, to hard to place rather than special needs, because special needs seems to um, have connotations of some type of handicap mm-hmm. where um, a child that is hard to place their only handicap is they're hard to place, right? And hard to find mm-hmm. a family. So the whole idea is let's help place these children, get them into good, wonderful homes, forever homes, not just forever foster. homes, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Not bounce from one home to another mm-hmm. under the foster care system. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, we we understand that um, some of these children can place hardships on the adoptive parents and so we are mm-hmm. going to help them out financially um, until the child is an adult um, and, and sometimes after that with uh, with uh, monies uh, funded through this through these programs. Program. I just went to the website and, and my uh, assistant uh, actually pulled down some information on the California uh, DSS um, site and you know it's not updated there's been some new new information that has come out regarding um, AAP program, and what they basically have on there is they have some information, but they're really focusing on the foster care, children out of the foster care program. So they haven't updated their site. If anybody does go there, uh, you're not going to find a whole lot on there, other than they do mention that an adopted child who receives AAP ben- benefits from California may move anywhere in the world and still receive monthly subsidies uh, payments. So that's good for people to know. But, you know, every state has some type of AAP program, right, Jim? That is correct. And, 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 and it's hard to get the information or updated information, as you said, and even on the California website uh, with, the, with the, uh, the Department of Social Services to, to gather that information and to keep it updated. So the, the, if, I mean, if this is a situation that um, might arise or you have some questions about, just as in general when you adopt, it's important important that the attorney that you are working with mm-hmm. is very familiar with adoption, very familiar with interstate adoptions, mm-hmm. very familiar with Indian issues in adoptions, right. and fam- very familiar with the AAP program. And see, that's what's nice about your practice is because you have covered all those areas, too. And, and I do want to give out why we're talking about that, your website, so people can go get in for more, more information if they're interested in, um, you know, those topics, too. What is your website, Jim? It's www.littleangeladoptions.com. With an so S the, on it. The plural, the S is at the end of adoption. Okay, littleangeladoptions.com. Tell me, the, the um, subsidy in California, now this is different for every state, is about $420 a month? Yes, it is. And it's not taxable, right? Non-taxable? It's non-taxable monies, mm-hmm. and um, you are also um, uh, eligible t- 
to receive Medi-Cal so mm -hmm. for this child. So what happens is you're going to receive a monthly um, monthly check from the from the county, and you're also going that child will also um, be able to be covered under Medi-Cal. So that is an additional assistance financially because Medi-Cal is, there's no charge to that. Right. Now, how, when do people apply for this? Um, if they're going through, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but if they're going to be going through, let's say, an independent adoption or an agency adoption, when would they actually apply if the child is not born? Let's go with that scenario first. Okay. Well, first I want to just say that every child that comes out of the foster care system is automatically, automatically eligible for AAP. Mm -hmm. That's good for people. So know. we're so. Um, that's the formal foster care, not that you just let your sister, you know, take care of your child for a year. That's right. Okay. It's out of the formal foster care system that is regulated by the county in which um, either the wherever the child is going to be mm -hmm. uh, 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 taking into the system and jurisdiction is. Mm -hmm. So if we remember that dependency, all children are automatically going to receive AAP because all children coming out of foster care are considered hard to place. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, when we're talking about private adoption, it is it, the, the timing and what you are doing of your legal process of the adoptions are critical if you're going to receive AAP program. It is not automatic, mm -hmm. and it is not automatic regardless of the situation with the child. In the dependency or the foster care system, the child could be healthy. Mm -hmm. Nothing the matter physically, emotionally with this child, but since the child was into the system, it automatically receives. You could have a child that's placed privately, mm -hmm. and if you do not follow the proper steps, and, and this child could have some severe handicaps, mm -hmm. and you would not be eligible for the AAP. So, so it's important people find out it about is, that. It is essential mm -hmm. that, that they find out and they work with an attorney mm -hmm. in their state mm -hmm. that knows AAP. You know, it's interesting, Jim, in my book, uh, Adoption, Your Step-by-Step -Step Guide, I write about um, a story about a family that uh, I recommended they, get, they apply for AAP. And the husband said, well, my insurance covers everything, and I don't think we're really going to need it. And I kept saying, you know, it's really important to do that. And uh, then, you know, years later, they came back and said, you know, we really need this because it's, the insurance is not covering it. We've got all these co-pays. And it was too late. So it's, it's very important that people um, do think about this ahead of time, too. You know, I've got a question here from Jean in Modesto, California. She said, we are in California, and our child uh, will be born in Montana. She didn't say when. Uh, she wants to know. Uh, will her funds come through from Montana or from California, AAP? Well, that's a, that's a very, very interesting question and, and, and uh, about that. And that's, first of all, it, we have to remember that we have, to, we have to, to follow to the T the process to make sure that we're doing the things necessary um, to get the child wherever the child is born qualified mm -hmm. so um the general the general rule is um going to be either where the child was born 
where the placing parent or the birth mother this should probably resides Montana. at mm-hmm. the time of relinquishment mm-hmm. or where she signed the relinquishment. Mm-hmm. So in the case of the the um, Montana, Montana mm-hmm. everything's out of Montana. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that's the that's where that's the payor state with the payor county being where where birth mother resides mm-hmm. is now the one that is that is looked at. It used to be solely on where child was born. Mm. Okay, so it's going to look at that and not California then too. So where the child's going to be born, even though the child's going to be adopted in California, AAP will be coming out of Montana then. Right. So so if if we if we can. Um, First, we have to understand the program that whether it's a private independent adoption or a private agency adoption, there are certain very strict guidelines that we have to follow in order to make the child eligible for AAP yeah. and that the, the birth mother's residence in most situations mm-hmm. is going to determine where the monies are coming from. Yeah. Well, Jim, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to discuss more about the Adoption Assistance Program, how it can help you in your adoption, um, what you need to know about it, and uh, questions you may have had or not even knew that you needed to know um, that can help you also in your adoption journey. So we'll be right back after this quick break uh, with um, this quick message. has a plan for each of us. Sometimes we simply aren't sure what that is. Many Christian families are struggling today with infertility and pregnancy loss and feel forgotten as to God's plan for their lives. Is God trying to convey His plan to you? Perhaps He is trying to lead you to another path for building your family. Christian families are being built every day through the miracle of adoption. There is hope and there's a child for you. Visit LifetimeAdoption.org or call 530-432-7373 to learn more about welcoming a baby into your heart through adoption. Welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell on AM 710 KFIA. If you just joined the program, we're talking today with attorney Jim Handy uh, about everything you've ever wanted to know about the AAP program, which is Assistance uh, for Adoption. and the AAP stands for Adoption Assistance Program. So it's important because these are um, subsidies for children that are in foster care or um, have other needs, um, large sibling groups, older children, drug-exposed children that maybe you didn't know was available. And uh, so it's important. This is um, something that uh, people in other states are also going to want to know about, too. So, Jim... um, before the show, and I want to mention, too, also, if anybody is interested in, um, you know, contacting Jim Handy, let's give out your website one more time, Jim. Yes, it's www.littleangeladoptions.org. 
adoption.com. The okay. plural is at the end of adoption. Okay, great. And uh, also to remind people, too, if you're looking for more information, and Jim Handy does have an, a, a big section on the legal aspect of adoption, in my book, adoptingonline.com. And if you go to the website, you get $10, $10 off, and there's also money-back guarantee. So um, it has lots of resources in there for you, and you can also get it at your local libraries and bookstores online and uh, locally, too. So adoptingonline.com. Jim, before we left, we were talking a little bit about, you know, what does cover. You know, we're talking about Medi-Cal in California and Medicaid in other states, right? Yes. Okay. And it covers dental and some psych care, which is very important. Who pays for this? Does this come out of our taxes? Is there a cost to the adoptive parents at all? Well, there's not, there's no cost to the adoptive parents except that it is through taxes. Mm -hmm. The Medi-Cal or Medicaid is a federal funded program that is administered by the state and local governments. And each state, some you know, some states give that Medicaid a special name, like California is given it the name of Medi-Cal. Mm-hmm. So, so there is no direct cost to the doctor parents, but there's direct. paperwork. They have to fill the paperwork. And where do they get the paperwork for this? I mean. Um, where do they go to get the paperwork and find out more? Because it is changing, and as we mentioned, we've gone on the California uh, site, uh, the state, you know, the government site, and uh, they're not even updating their information at this point. So the California Department of Social Services, they are still not um, stating the most current information. In fact, it says, uh, you know, this is 2006, so they're really behind. Right. So the, 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 the most important thing, again, is to work with an adoption professional that knows what they're doing. And so whether your adoption professional is your attorney, Mm -hmm. which is the first line where you want to go to, or some knowledgeable person at a private adoption agency will be able to um, assist you with the forms and getting things filed in the proper manner. So when you interview an attorney uh, or an agency, you need to ask them if they have done work with AAP and, um, you know, uh, how how the process goes in your particular area. Yes, and okay. that should be a, 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 one of the questions along with a new number of questions that you're going to be asking the attorney in the agency. Right, I think so, in interviewing questions. And uh, I know that I included a big list of those in our book also, and, and we've had that on the show in the past, questions to ask, you know, 15 questions to ask when you're interviewing an adoption professional. Here's another question. How long does the adoption assistant um, assistance last? Um, how long does that last? Is it? I mean, it's up to 18 years of age unless there's special needs, right? Or, I mean, additionally, where they can't care for themselves on their own? Correct. Normally, it's 18 or graduation from high school, whichever is later. Mm-hmm. So that's when, that's, that's the normal um, payout period. But there are circumstances when the child is not able to uh, care for, them, for themselves then the AAP will continue on. I see. So that, that's something they have to they have to apply for later on, an extension then? Yes. Okay. Yes. So for people that are now parenting a child that's in their teens uh, and they're getting close to that 18-year mark or graduate from high school, would they just need to go ahead and then extend that contact, their worker, and contact them regarding expending that? Yes. I mean, and that's assuming that they're already on the AAP. Right. Okay, good. Um, so we have that. And then the other one, too, here is another one from, uh, looks like Carmen, um, she's in Oregon, asked, um, does this also cover the children coming out of step-parent adoptions? I'm going to say no, but you're the attorney. 
Yes, I'm going to. It, it needs to be um, either the children coming out of the dependency or ch- are placed privately through an, a, a licensed private adoption agency or um, in or an independent adoption. So mm-hmm. this is we're talking about. Non-relative. Non-relative. Well, let's talk about that now. So with more people going through independent or private adoptions, I mean, women want more control over where their baby is going, and adoptive parents can save money when they're going independently between three dollars and $5,000 normally with an independent adoption versus maybe an agency adoption in, in most states, um, and usually adopt within less time. If that's allowed in their state, and some states are only agency-only states, um, if they have a qualified adoption attorney, and that's what we always recommend people want to contact, is you know a good adoption attorney that has a good you know a background and history of of doing just adoptions, um, non-relative one. Is the paperwork different at all? I mean, would you do paperwork differently than an agency would? Well, yes, because um, and this is this is one of the things um, that needs to be discussed with your adoption attorney as to whether or not you are going to uh, have your adoption as an agency adoption or an independent adoption because um, qualifying for AAP is different under both and it is much and it is more difficult to become uh, AAP uh, eligible with an independent adoption. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they have to take that in consideration too. And yes, that and now that consideration doesn't necessarily need to occur uh, privately until um, information is, is gathered and known about the child. For instance, if, if the child is um, not born yet mm-hmm. and everything seems to be going along just fine, then we're going to be most likely going to be doing the independent adoption, except mm-hmm. for those states that do not allow for an independent adoption. If um, let's say at birth, and all of a sudden we find out that there is a problem with the child, either that there was a drug exposure or some type of, of genetic defect, then, then the decision needs to be made, okay, let's convert this to an agency adoption mm-hmm. and so we can uh, attempt to become eligible for AAP. Yeah, and here's my last question, Jim, as we wrap up here. Uh, this is a gal from Nevada. Uh, Jeannie asks, our child was, is now six months old. We adopted uh, through a private a- age, a private adoption. She didn't say agency or if it's private. She's a private adoption. Uh, and there, now she's finding out there's an alcohol use. Can she apply for AAP now that the child's six months old? No. No. No, so. this, oh, that's why there are some very strict guidelines, guidelines that have to, to do. be done and followed one of them if you're if you're a let's just talk about independent for a second independent adoption bef- you you before you file your adoption petition in your court you have to get the child qualified for SSI first and if then you do and then you can file the petition if yeah, you once yeah. you file the petition You've lost it. Yeah. Well, Jim, you know what I'm going to do? Let's go ahead and give out your phone number. We're going to wrap up here now, and I know that there's probably more questions coming in. They can send to me at info at uh, let, letstalkadoptionalso.com. But uh, let's go ahead and give out your phone number. It's 916-941-8120, right? Yes, it is. Okay. And I just want to thank you for being on the show because it's been very, very helpful. And I think that people out there need to know about resources out there. And I appreciate you alerting us to some of the things on AAP because I think that um, our listeners 
listeners have sent in information on what to do now that we're having more drug exposure. In fact, our next program next week, guys, we're going to have on autism. Is there an increase in autism? So be sure to stay tuned for that next week, um, the program on autism. And um, we hope that's going to be helpful for all of you, too. Thank you again, Jim. It's been wonderful having you on the show. Marty, thank you very much. And if anybody has any questions, you do have my phone number. I'd be more than happy to talk to you about this. And so... Good afternoon and good night. All right. Thank you so much, Jim. Take care. Uh Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Well, this has been Marty Caldwell. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. And uh, we'll...